horror fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. Also joined by intern Corey. Hi. Ho, 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 ho. Happy Christmas, all. Oh, fuck it. Greg, you tricked me. Because you were like, we wanted, I was like, I didn't want to do any Christmas movies. Then you're like, we got to do at least once. I was like, okay. And then you shoehorn Jack Frost in there, but you're like, it's not really a Christmas movie. It's just a (laughs) snowman movie. There's plenty of Christmas shit in this. Oh, I I forgot. I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, maybe I'm thinking of the sequel or something. I'm like, I didn't, I think it was more just Killer Snowman than Christmas. I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay. This is perfect for holiday horror double feature. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you guys are getting an early episode. We got this today, and then a regular Friday, we'll have another one. I love holiday horror movies. I sustained from picking a Christmas movie. <laughs> I do. I love the Christmas horror movies. I burnt myself out on it one year. It was the first year of the yes. show. Brit. Well, after that, they're like, they are. I love watching Christmas horror movies. Something about them feels very fun. It, it is. I, I love Christmas them. Evil. Sure. Silent Night, Deadly Fuck Night 2. Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil is great. I've never seen Christmas Evil. You have to. Then go listen to our episode. Don't. But anyway, last year I dug myself into a hole because I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, what do I want to pick? But I remember at the end of whatever we did last year, I said, next year I'm calling it, we're doing Jack Frost. I was like, well, I can't lie to the people, (laughs) so I guess mine's going to be Jack Frost. Which, this is one I've seen before a couple different times over the years. It's, of course, like, it's the bad snowman movie. And it's the other Jack Frost from the 90s. Not the one about the dead dad that has Batman in it. Wait, we weren't supposed to watch the Michael Keaton one? That one might be scarier. Because the CGI, if I remember, is horrible. Oh, I watched the wrong movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Greg. Don't have a heart attack. No, I'm. I, you just sit here and listen to us talk about it then. But the Anna watched this with me because she says, what are you guys doing for December? I was running down the movies. And I said, Jack Ross, she's like, that's not a horror movie. I said, yes, it is. And in my mind, I forgot most people don't know when you say Jack Frost, the snowman movie, everyone thinks of the Michael Keaton one. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There's a scary one with Boo Boo Kitty Fuck from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. And it's a big, big ordeal when there's a killer snowman. And so I made her watch it with me. My mom did the exact same thing. She was like, why are you watching Jack Frost on your horror podcast? I'm like, not the dead dad one. She's like, oh, okay, because that didn't make sense. (laughs) I asked Mrs. Intern Corey if she wanted to watch this with me, and she said no. So this actually predates it by one year, because I did check. I'm like, okay, because everyone's going to say one ripped the other off. And I was surprised the schlocky horror movie actually came first in this case. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, we have to get it right at least once. Yeah, once in a while, we're like, hey, we did it first. But this is what we did it first with? (laughs) At what cost? We were so preoccupied if we could, we never stopped to think if we should. (laughs) One-liners shoehorned into places that they don't fit. (laughs) So, all right, let's get into this thing. Jack Frost, what was this, 98? 97. 97. Um, I don't have any of the credits, Brett, you got me? Uh, Directed by Michael Cooney. Um, he, the only ever other thing he did was Jack Frost two when he goes to Hawaii. <laughs> I have not seen the sequel. The sequel's title is so long. I think it's like Jack Frost two return of the mutant killer snowman or something like that. Yes. You, so too long for me to type. So we probably will not cover that one. No. Oh God. No, <laughs> we barely covered this one. <laughs> 
But the opening is unseen people, but like a little oh kid gosh. and a dad or a grandpa tell me a story. He goes, well, do you want a happy story or a scary story? He's like, a scary story. I'm not even exaggerating the voice. I want a <laughs> happy scary story. I want a happy scary story. No, that's too scary. Tell me a happy one, but was it scary? Grandpa! I just, this is why I'm like, I'm glad I don't have children. Which is be like, you're going to take a bath. <laughs> They're not all that bad. <laughs> Intern Corey's kids are cool. I can vouch for them. But look, I we don't see the kid that's being read the story. But judging by the voice, the grandpa or dad chooses to pick a story that's just about a serial killer on a rampage who kills little girls like you. It's his choice of the Christmas Eve story. And I want to know, like, what was the reaction when the grandpa got to the sex in the shower kill scene? Then he pinned her up against the wall and he took his nose off. And you know what he used her nose for? Grandpa, what are you doing? (laughs) But during all this is the opening credits. And one opening credit stood out to me that I've never seen in a movie before. And that is Snowman Supervisor. Oh, God. (laughs) He did not do a good job. No, there are snowmen killing people all over the place. Is that the dinosaur wrangler from Jurassic Park? Yeah, that guy failed pretty hard. Phil Tippett, Mad God. We cut to Jack Frost, which is just his real name. No one yeah. mentions how weird it is they name this. But he's being transported to his, to be executed. And they're in Snowminton County. <laughs> and he's there one guard in the back with this man two guys up front i feel like it should be the other way around but whatever but he does kill the guy in the back with him and there's another guy driving a chemical truck with something on the side i forget what it was like bio chemical weapon something like that yeah and he's like trying to pour his coffee and drive at the same time and it's like whoa and it's all wacky because this is a horror comedy well, yes, it, it's, it's a horror comedy. It's supposed to be wacky. It's going to be like you with Death Gas. Like, well, they're just trying to be funny. I'm like, that's their job. It's a horror comedy. Yeah. I also feel like they really wanted to get Bruce Campbell to play human Jack Frost. And they couldn't get him because this guy has a fucking chin on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. They they crash, of course. The one guy, I th- I first thought his legs were so broken they were bent over his head, but it's just the other guy is dead there, and he gets out of the car, and Jack has also freed himself, and the chemicals, like, pressure gauge is going up and up and up, and then explodes and, like, just melts the dude, like, right down to where he looks like a mummy and falls into the snow and melts into it. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> At that point, you would have been better off being killed by the uh, state. They're gonna inject you with something or, like, electrocute you or whatever. It's gonna be quicker than a blast of acid to the face. <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure he was scheduled for the chair because the one guy kept saying, Deep Fried Jack served at midnight. Okay. Like when Ted Bundy was being executed, there was the signs as Friday, Ted, and everything. Oh, yeah. Then we just cut to this flashback of Jack being caught, and I won't lie, I didn't recognize it was the same dude. No. He doesn't have the big scar on his face or anything. He's all clean shaven when we saw him originally, and this is like some grizzled, longer haired dude. I'm like, well, who's this now? Well, the beard hides the chin, and that's all you see on this man in the first shot. Like, the scar is secondary. Well, in this scene, they want him to be Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's even wearing the same jacket. 
<laughs> but we get that flashback, and then the arresting sheriff, the guy who caught him, he just happens to be driving past the site of this, and like, nope, move along. I'm like, he's like, hey, I'm a cop. He's like, nope, need to know basis. Out of here. This is federal. The next day, the sheriff's kid, who I don't know why this kid creeps me out so bad, oh he's making this, these disgusting oats. I only know they're oats because they say later. I don't know what this blob of goo is, and he gives some to the dad to take with him. I'm making special. I Yeah, and he's like, oh, thanks so much. I'll take some with me. It's like, I made it for you. Come to find out later, we got a little serial killer on our hands. <laughs> so, real quick, this kid is doing the worst ominous foreshadowing in the world. Who's that man on the radio? He was a bad man. But he's gone now? Yes, he's gone. He's not going to come back? No. How old is this kid? He knows if you're dead, you're not coming back at this age. He looks like he's like 12, but he's acting six. Yes. It's like Denny in the room where he's like, how old am I supposed to be? He's like, yeah, you know, your age, child. He's like, I'm 26. Like, yes, child. There's the snowman competition in town. Okay, please tell me you guys noticed the unfortunate set dressing to this movie where it was clearly not filmed in the winter. It's never, this area has never seen snow. Ever. No. Because that, the snow, the, were, they co- were they covered in fur? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Later, like, houses are like, look like they've been under a blizzard for weeks that are right down the road. And this place looks like it's maybe late August. And like intern Corey said, these snowmen, quote unquote, look like the glittery ones you'll buy from the store, but blown up to big size. Oh, yeah. Where are they getting the snow from? Like, it's not, I don't know, it's not willed in from people's houses because they're making them on the spot. Also, how many, like, okay, I get that it might be cold for a while, but how many days beforehand this competition are you making these snowmen? Where they could melt, they could tip over, anything could happen to them. This should be, like, a day of, like, you're going down to the buzzer type thing, like, I forget what that butter sculpture movie I was watching, but they did that kind of thing. Yeah, the town me and Corey live near. (laughs) Wait, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Did I just gloss over the fact that you're watching a butter sculpture movie? It was a comedy. It was funny. There's a movie. Like, like not a documentary. No, it's a comedy Like a legit movie about making butter sculptures yeah and the guy and the girl get together and it's all wacky and fun like i know we're a horror podcast but i kind of want to cover it (laughs) we have one movie every year on april fool's day we're allowed to cover that isn't horror i'm not picking the butter sculpture movie (laughs) oh well the town me and Corey like are by they have like an ice festival every year where people make these ice sculptures and stuff if i'm getting the details right but i think they set those up like the day of and that's ice that's more permanent than snow so how is the snowman competition supposed to last they do set them up because like there was always that uh the show that your band would frequently play greg at the high school they would set them up the day of that show and then the next day they'd actually have some people come in and carve some like on Uh, the saturday but still, that's ice, too. That's, like, more long-lasting than snow when there's no snow anywhere in the whole town. Exactly. And they have some special kind of furry snow in this town. Well, this is what happens when you have a snowman competition in central Florida. 
There's so much bat shittery in this movie. Why are we being hung up on the weather? <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, move yeah. us on here. One teenage guy is making, of course, like he's a teenager, so he's obsessed with boobs. He's making boobs, boobs snowman, girl boob. I won't lie though, his is like the classy kind of boob, like you'd see in a yeah. sculpture. Yeah, it was like the or Venus de Milo or something. We're introduced to him, Tommy. Jill, played by Shannon Doherty. Did I get the name right? Elizabeth. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon, who's Shannon Doherty? Yeah. I know that. The, she was in Mallrats. Oh, okay, that's why I'm getting them wrong, because it's two Shannons. Bro- Bro- Brody's girlfriend. Okay. Great. Shannon Elizabeth, who's Boo Boo Kitty Fuck from Jane's Hound Bob Strike Back, not Renee from Mallrats. I think I just filled the cup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're interested to both of them, and then in my notes it says, they're talking about digging out the driveway and there's no snow. But the, the sheriff throws his oats in the garbage, and they make a point, because otherwise there's no way we'd remember these oats by the end of the movie. Yeah. And he goes, and then, like, it cuts to the kid's, like, voice's head. I made these special just for you! He sighs and goes and gets them out of the garbage and takes them with him. And he has to, like, smear something off of them. So it landed in something in the garbage, and he throws them back in his car. Forgotten about until later when he uses it like a Three Stooges pie. That's a mystery tool we- that'll help us later. <laughs> Judging by the town, he's probably wiping off Chew Spit. Oh, true. Oh, it's Chew Spit. 100%. But he's on scene for a murder, he was called. And this guy is killed in a rocking chair in the middle of his yard. I guess he keeps it there. And the cops are going to keep it quiet. Like, we have not had a murder here and. I don't know how many years, but it's been so long. It's a quiet little town. And Sam's like, I got to check on something. Sam's our sheriff, the kid's dad. He calls the FBI to confirm if Jack Frost died last night. He said, I can't give you many details, but I can say, yes, he did. But we find out they know about it. And the other, there's this like Weasley little scientist type character, like <laughs> cliche to the T. He's like, well, looks like your creation's on the loose or something. And now I got to go finish it. And he loads the gun. He's doing work for the military, and it's top secret. They wanted Jeffrey Combs for that part so bad, but they couldn't get him. <laughs> See, once again, but both of, luckily, Jeffrey Combs and Bruce Campbell were smart enough to look at this movie and go, no, not even for us. So here's my thing, because we cut back to the murder scene, and the doctor is there doing an autopsy on the body. Am I incorrect in thinking most autopsies are not done at the crime scene in the middle of a yard? Well, he's not really doing the autopsy. He's just more of doing an examination. Okay, fair enough. Because an, an autopsy would involve cutting. True. I like, when they're, I like when they're first at the scene and it's the three cops there. And the sheriff just looks at the one dude and goes, Get your foot off the chair! Because he's the dude sitting there <laughs> rocking the corpse in the chair. Because they're like, oh, it's old Mr. Johnson. Remember when we used to steal his apples? Like, oh, everyone stole Mr. Johnson's apples. It's like this town is so small. It's like, we get it. But at the police station, there's a bunch of the townies yelling at the sheriff for answers. Again, I don't even know how the town, if they tried to keep it quiet, they're like, old man, what what do you say, Johnson, died in his rocking chair. I'm like, the guy seemed old. Why is this causing an uproar in the town that they're demanding answers? Just say, yeah, he's old, he died. Yes, where will we get our apples from now? It's like, well, you can buy them. You don't have to steal them from the old man. Maybe it was suicide because he was poor because no one bought his apples. 
You can buy them from the hardware store guy who seems to want to give everybody everything for 20% off. Yes. He, that guy knows how to make a buck. Because he yeah. right here is like, everything's 20% off for, like, he goes like an emergency special or something like that. And they're like so mean to that dude, too. I know, he's one of my favorite characters in the movie, and they are very mean to him. And, and he's all just like, okay. He's very weird. We'll get to it in a minute, but like he makes del- home deliveries, which I know is a thing, but his home deliveries include coming inside your house to see, like, to make sure you're showering okay. Like, <laughs> missed a spot, let me get with my tongue. Back at Sheriff Sam's house, uh, the mom comes in and the kid's inside cooking again, making another mess. And she's like, I saw your snowman outside, but the kid didn't make a snowman. She goes, well, I thought he could use these and gives him some carrots. So the kid runs outside and finishes as a snowman. He puts the, that he didn't make. He's not concerned where this thing came from. I don't know. He puts the nose on it and some coal. So we have a classic snowman for this. He's the dumbest kid in the world because even a two-year-old will know what a snowman looks like. He has to put a thing, a puppet on his hand, be like, okay, here goes the coal buttons. (laughs) Oh, don't dare it goes. It's a fucking idiot. No wonder he's being picked on by like, like the fourteen-year-olds, <laughs> this kid's not playing with a full deck. No, definitely not. He's a step away from yelling pancakes at passerby's. <laughs> then we're introduced to a staple of these holiday horror movies, Brett. That I was happy to see make a comeback: sled bullies. Oh God, yeah. We're gonna sled here. This is the Black Ice Hill, and he's like. This is my dad's front yard. It's like, fuck you. I'll fucking kill the sheriff if you want to come out here. Kill me. I'm not going to slay this front yard. Like, push. Do they knock the snowman's head off? Yeah, they push yeah. the snowman's head off. And they're like, no, Black Eyes Hill is open. And they go to sled. And the snowman, like, kicks the one kid, like, somehow right under the blade of his sled. And just decapitates him. And everyone thinks it was our dumb little kid. If the head goes flying, at the very most, the kid's going to get a black eye. And, like, everybody thinks the little kid did it, but, like, they're just like, oh, okay, let's disperse now. Oh, it's the sheriff's kid. It's okay. He can murder. I love outside his house, the crowd has grown, including a priest. The bully kid's parents are there. And, like, a whole crowd is like, your kid did it! Yelling at, like, that little monster in there. And they're also accusing him of murdering Mr. Johnson. (laughs) It's great because the sheriff turns around and he sees the priest there. And he's like, we're all going to church and pray this Sunday. And the priest is like, very good. The sheriff says something, there's no way Ryan could have done this. Billy's two feet taller than him. Then you just hear someone in the background go, not anymore. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. Dude, there's like a little punch-up edition added in. It was genius, whoever came up with that. I did laugh really hard at that point. There are some great one-liners like that, but there are other ones shoehorned in there that make no sense for where they put it. After all the crap you've told me, it's good, and we watch it, it's ridiculous. I can't believe you're not into this movie. I thought this would be a Brett Brett good one, for sure. I like it okay. It's it's better than Deathgasm. Okay, I was making sure we weren't walking into another Deathgasm situation. You you know what? Since we're saying all this, I didn't bring it up during the episode, but when you and I first met Brett (laughs) at Studio 666, and I said... 
I was sitting beside you, and I said, this movie kind of reminds me of Deathgasm. And you go, oh, yeah, that's a good movie. And then even in the Studio 666 episode, and this is before I'm involved in the podcast at all, I'm just a fan at this point, you said, Corey said to me, this reminded me of, of Deathgasm. And I said, yeah, that's a good movie. Number one, I didn't know <laughs> you. And I wanted to be nice to the giant man I was setting beside for an hour and a half movie. <laughs> Number two, the f- other t- the first time I saw Deathgasm was on Joe Bob, and I was polishing off a thirty pack of old German, so I barely paid attention to it. So in my drunken stupor, I went, uh, "That's like a movie." <laughs> Brett was unprepared for the sandbagging that he walked into from you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, our friend, our friend Corey's coming to this movie. Don't tell him he's large. <laughs> like, oh no, they sat me beside the giant. You're also short. <laughs> me and Brett are very short. We're pint-sized podcasters. They, they don't know that. They're listeners. I'm 6'5". Oh god, that made me like 10 feet tall. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> At Sheriff Sam's house that night, they hear some noise outside. They creep out to go investigate, opens the door, gun drawn, points it, but it's just the poor store man dropping off his rock salt. Yeah, once again, why are you making so much noise? He's like, I was trying to get in your garage, but it's locked. It's like, yeah, I locked my garage. Why are you trying to get inside my garage? There's also a possible serial killer on the loose. Yeah, why are you going around people's houses at night? When you're the one that just had the sale on ammunition. Then we cut to the bully's parents' house, and they're like, the mom's like, can we put on the lights or something like that? And the dad's like, our son's been dead for however many hours, and you want to be happy, pretty much, or something like that. And she's like, I just thought it would be nice. And, like, the, um, Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth Jill is, like, the daughter and tries to go running out. And it's like, oh, where are you going? You never loved your brother. Jesus, Dad, I love my brother. Don't take the Lord's name or he'll forsake you. The Lord forsook this house long ago. The writing was not great. God, I'm sounding I'm, I'm sound like that bastard Brandon from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. It's so it's funny that they point out that Shannon Elizabeth's character, she's like, oh, she's 18. She was born in 1973, so she was over 20 years old when this was shot. I mean, we're no stranger to that, though. Yeah, but it's so funny. They're like, well, she does still look really young. Thank God it's her 18th birthday yesterday, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, how many movies have we watched with 30-year-old teenagers in it? Oh, yes. But the dad's, like, gonna pull a witch. He goes, I'm going outside to chop some wood. And he goes out, and <laughs> it's really just to smoke out of his little pipe out there. But then he hears, hey, pal, how about a smoke? And he turns, he thinks it's the cop coming to make peace, but he's not having any of that. But he can't hear it. And he hears more things. He's looking around. He's standing right next to the snowman. But no logical person would think the snowman is saying this. And he's also sitting right beside an axe. I wonder what's going to happen with that axe. Are they going to subvert my expectations? No. Or, you know, <laughs> sitting there and wonder, hey, where the, he- where the hell did this perfectly formed snowman come from? Ryan Johnson wrote a tiny bit of the script. Like for realsies? Oh yeah, this part where, I mean, there's an axe. What do you expect to happen with the axe? They're going to chop it. No, Ryan Johnson was like, you know, you know, you support their expectations. Shove the axe down their throat. They won't see that coming. That's 
That'll make great storytelling. If I ever see that man make a movie and he talks about subverting expectations again, it will be the last thing he does. <laughs> no, just throwing out that's a joke. If anything ever happens to Ryan Johnson, I did not do it. No, we're make the news. It's not a joke. <laughs> Throbbing with horror in no way supports directors against who supports violence against bad Star Wars movie directors. But finally, the dad gets spooked enough. He starts to go get the axe out of the stump, but he can't get it out. And then the snowman grabs it out of his hands once he finally does and shoves the blunt, like, handle end through his face, like, out of the back of his head. I love the fact that the snowman was giving him words of encouragement as he's trying to pull it out. Yeah, yeah, you can get it. You can get it. Put your back into it. You got it. Yeah, get it. Put your back into it. Come on. Come on, you can do it. That's my boy. Get it, get it, get it. Oh, very good. He goes in the house and, like, is toying with the wife. Like, the lights come on and she's all happy, but then they go off and she goes to mess with the lights. And then he, like, he can melt into liquid and reform. And he's, like, behind the couch, full-on snowman. (laughs) It's supposed to look ominous, but it's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and also, she, the lights come on and she's, like, I forget what the guy's name was. But, oh, Harold! The lights are beautiful! And then they go off again. The plug is within, like, eye shot. How do you think he turned them on and off? This is like a senile old woman. <laughs> I know what will fix our dead daughter, T! Dead son. Dead, dead son, son, yeah. No dead daughter yet. Not yet. Spoilers! But... He finally gets her to start strangling her with Christmas lights and then smashes her face into bulbs. And I love every time they cut to the face smashing into bulbs, it's clearly a wig on, like, a balloon or something because the head shape just changes every time he smashes it into the bulbs. There is a funny part, too, where he shoves, like, a ornament in her mouth and it looks like Phantasm for half a second. And he, like, slams yeah. her jaw shut. That part's funny. And then the salt-delivering neighbor, what's his name, Paul? or Yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul. shows shows up and he sees it and runs because she's, like, added to the tree as a decoration, like, tied up with the lights, like, all dead corpse on the tree. You know what he said? He was like, my name's Paul, this is between y'all. And he ran away. <laughs> I, I love the old dad jokes. Well done. <laughs> You are neither no old nor a. I say he is neither old nor a dad. I like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but cops are on the scene. Sam goes back to the station, and we're Agent Manners and Stone are there. The Weasley scientist and the tough guy. Yeah, it's, it was funny earlier too when they're like, "Oh, you're from the government, from the CIA or FBI." They're like, "Uh, yeah, totally. This is yeah, Agent that. Scientist Man." I have a question about this, and I know I'm looking way too far into the movie Jack Frost. (laughs) But when we're first introduced to them is when Sam calls the FBI. How did they answer the phone when they're not the FBI? See, I think he is FBI, but he's working private for the, the company. Okay, because, but still, I feel like it doesn't line up. I'm not sure. Because later he's like, we hired you to do this. And like, I don't, the odds of him calling the FBI and getting the one guy who's also hired, that, like I said, looking way too far into Jack Frost. Well, yeah, and it's also, they contact these exact two people, and those two people are also the people that show up to the small town to take care of the thing. It's almost like the movie didn't have a whole lot of budget for extra cast members. 
No. All the townspeople we see are the same recycled townspeople over and over. It's like a town yeah. of 15 people. Oh, they just shove, like, fake mustaches on people. It's like, but that's a baby. It's like, no one will care. Shove it in the background. It's like, we're making a movie about a killer snowman. They're... <laughs> Like, there's never going to be three schmucks, like, almost 30 years in the future that are going to dissect this movie for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) The agents check out the wet footprint, and that's where they find out he can melt and all this kind of stuff. And they tell Sam to start a town curfew. And, look, I'm very confused. Is this the church? Is this the town hall? But this location we keep going back to. I think it's both. Okay. But he's there. It's also the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's also where they're going to have the snowman competition, and he tells everyone about the curfew. He's like, now look, I'm not going to arrest you if I see you walking out at night. So what are you even doing? Yeah, then what? Just pretty please stay inside. Like, pinky promise. (laughs) They're all in there like he's answering questions and stuff. They hear a loud ruckus outside. It's Paul, the guy who saw the snowman killing the woman, outside destroying all the festival snowmen and yelling. (laughs) Isn't he also the one that had the snowman undercover where he won't let anyone else see no, it? No, that that was uh, Jake, Billy, okay. and Jill's dad. Because there for a second, I was like, their first reaction is probably like, oh, the, he's just destroying the competition. Probably. That's still probably what they're thinking. Yeah. But they, they get into a tussle, they knock him out, and they put him in. They're like, take him down to the station, have him sleep it off. And he sends his one deputy to investigate Paul's place, see what spooked him so bad. He, he was sending him out to Jake's place because that's where that's where Paul came from. And I love the fact that as Stone, not Stone, Manners knocks Paul out, you just hear him say say his standard, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 it's okay. But as he's on the way to the house, he's stopped in the middle of the road because there's just a snowman in the road holding a stop sign. And I he like, gets out, he's so perplexed. Like, he goes to get the shovel, like, which is not my first course of action. It's rolled off the road. I don't know. It's a snowman. Or even just drive through it, and it's fun that you get to hit the snowman with your car. But you never know. Some merry pranksters might have put something inside of it, and then you ran into it with your car. Yeah. yeah. But he gets the shovel and walks back out, and it's just melted. He's like, huh? And he's so, like, it's it's almost like, that's weird, but only mildly weird. He's His mind isn't blown or anything. I've heard about this. It's those thermal vents. His brain isn't capable of that many thoughts at once. So he's just like, snowman, disappear. Okay, I'll go back to drive car. <laughs> but he goes to get back in the car, but Jack's in there, and he steals the car and runs over that cop. Then cut to Sam's wife went back home to get some things, and it's curfew. Like she went by herself, sends his deputy get over there and get her now. And the there's water spraying from under the sink. It's this real tense moment, and then the deputy shows up, scares her, but it's just a leaky sink. There's no Jack coming in there. Yeah, it's a night. It's a little fake out with what's the big thing that like it's not really the killer snowman you're looking out for. Yes, you're looking out for that, but you're also just looking out for gushes of water coming from doors. Then the cop like is walking her out, saying all the things she can do to fix her sink. And no joke, reminds me of Lewis Tully from Ghostbusters as they're walking out to the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw that your sink was leaking, so I fucked around with my sink and made it leak too. So maybe people would think the leaky sinks were the cool thing to do. So, 
I'm so confused. One of you please tell me what the fuck is going on here. So Jill and Tommy, they pull out the deputy and Sam's wife. Pull out. And Jill and Tommy are hiding behind a tree. And they go into the house. I'm like, oh, are they mad because they still think the kid killed her brother? Was going... Are they just finding random houses to fuck in? Yeah, exactly. They're just outside these people's house. The sheriff's house. Being like, okay, everyone left. For who? For how long? Who knows? But let's go in here and fuck and, like, strip off all our layers of clothes and throw them all over the kitchen and, like, Ooh, open Christmas up music. wine or champagne or whatever and that's spraying all over the place. I'm gonna go dry my hair before I get in the bath. Wait a minute. This this has way too much going on for us to blow through. One, the <laughs> montage, because it's winter, of them undressing. Like, you know, it's a steamy makeout scene, so everyone quickly fumbles out of their clothes. We've seen this in a thousand movies. But they're so bundled up, it takes, like, a solid full minute of this undressing montage. Yeah. And then, she, what did she say? I'm You're not get, doing anything unless there's a roaring log fire and a bottle of champagne or something like that. In these other people's house. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing. Is Do they just go house to house to fuck? Maybe. Um, I, I think it's another budgetary thing where they only had the budget for three... <laughs> For three or four interior sets, and they couldn't have her do it at the uh, town hall or the sheriff's station or her parents' house. And this is the only other interior they had. You show them going into the back of the house and tell us, the audience, it's a different house. There seems yeah. to be no reason for this. It's revenge for her for the sheriff's son killing her brother. Oh yeah, but they God. do the wacky thing where they strip off all the layers, and then as soon as she's, like, down to the very last button, she's like, no, uh-uh, I need to go dry my hair before I go take a bath. And like you said, I better, uh, you better get me champagne and shit. And it makes Wait, no sense say whatsoever. that again. What? what does she have to do before taking a bath? Oh, no, she dries her hair. Well, she didn't know she was getting a bath. She thinks that, uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, Tommy drew her a romantic vest. Why are you Wait. drying your hair? Yes, why is she just blow-drying her hair? Because it was wet. But that's the fire! That's why you're having the roaring fire. You can warm up and dry off there. Yeah. And if yeah. anything, if you're under that many layers of clothes, you know you're kind of sweaty. So I'm not worried about your a little bit of damp hair from the snow. If I'm going to accept you and your sweaty, like, icky, like, winterness... Sure, like, your hair's fine. Like, I'm not going to notice. Her hair was wet. I'm trying to make it more wet for you to come. Come here, I'm spraying over. So she turns around and sees the bath. And she's like, oh, Tom, you, you shouldn't have. And she goes and takes the bath. One, I feel like that water would be freezing. Yeah, well, that's where it's... I think that this is because the bath is hot because she even's like oh it's nice and it's steamy and whatnot and then she closes her eyes and she's like oh why why are you dumping all this cold water in here i think the snowman came in afterwards i have no idea i don't know if they had an idea who knows but she's in the bath and all of a sudden like the snow like freezes like forms around her and lifts up Wait, no, she's she's not in the bathroom. I've skipped over a kill. Count of the Dead's gonna be oh, off. Right, yeah. Oh, no. 
the boyfriend's downstairs and hears a noise. I completely forgot about this point. And he opens up the door. Well, first he thinks there's a sheriff. He's like, hey, it's Tommy. I'm not a burglar. Dude, yeah. you are a burglar. You broke into his house. You're definitely a burglar. I don't know why you kids... Yes, I don't know why you kids are breaking into the sheriff's house to fuck. Like, you have your own places you can go. Yeah, at what point do you think you're in the right to be, like, getting a weapon to, like, arm yourself against whoever's out there? Also, someone just threw a snowball. Yeah, is that Jack throwing a piece of his body? Maybe. I also want to mention real quick, because it's so little, but it's so dumb, of you two have refrigerators with freezers, correct? Yeah. Bold of you to assume, but yes, I do. No, I bet you every once in a while it's iced over where you have to, like, defrost it and whatnot. Yes. No, because I take care of mine. Oh, well, dude, Greg, then, do you chip yeah. out the frost and put that in what you're drinking and then drink it and it's fine? <laughs> no! no! That's Never. not how ice works. <laughs> and, and it doesn't come out in perfectly shaped ice cubes like it did? Like yeah. He chips off the <laughs> freezer frost and puts it in the wine. It's like, oh, that's, that's better. It's like, there's no way that's better. <laughs> it's colder. But also, it's nothing but, like, solid snow and a carrot in the freezer. And he's like, who's putting carrots in the freezer? Yeah, like, Mrs. Police Officer must not be getting satisfied by Mr. Police Officer. She has the frozen carrot. (laughs) Then, like, he hears the noise outside, he opens it up again, and he just gets decked like a boxer by Jack Frost out there somehow. He stabs Jack with the ice pick that he used to chisel out his perfect ice cube from the freezer a bunch of times. Obviously has no effect on our... Oh, he goes, what the hell are you? World's most pissed off snow cone. He can form icicles, I guess, and he icicle spears them to the wall. Yeah. And then one right through the head and you get the other side of the wall shot of that. That was actually kind of a cool shot. Oh, it was. It was a very cool shot. Then this is the tub scene. Joe gets in the tub, and then all of a sudden, all the water turns to snow around her. Yeah, and thank God, Jack, he might be a killer snowman, but he knows people have modesty. So he covers up her private bits with his hand, so this movie doesn't have any nudity in it while he's killing her with something at some point. His nose is gone, then it's back. I wonder what happened. You get a little bit of butt. A little bit. So... (laughs) this is the most like let's walk right up to what's going on and never explicitly we can always like no that's not what's going on and look it's not like i want to see that going on but it's like that's definitely what they're doing with this scene it turns into full penetration for like 30 seconds out of nowhere it's like jesus christ what's she doing with that carrot that's not even shan elizabeth I mean, thank God, but... But yeah, so after whatever goes on there, she falls over and is bleeding from the mouth and dies. Looks like Christmas came early for you. (laughs) There's the zinger. Man, I won't lie. I think this is the movie when people say, did you ever see Jack Frost? No, not that one. And then they get talking about this. This is probably the scene when I was like in junior high that I heard of first. They're like, no, dude, there's a... And they told me about this. I'm like, oh... Okay. Sam and the receptionist at the police station are there, and the agents, quote-unquote, are also there, and they're talking about their backup coming in. They start laughing, Sam and the receptionist, the locals. are like, what? They're like, they're not going to make it through that coming storm. It's uphill every way, so apparently they live on top of a mountain. No, at the bottom of a mountain. 
Oh, okay. So they, they live at the base of the Snowminton Bowl. What happened to Chris? And they hear him pull in, and like, oh, there he is, but he's not out there. And Jack forms outside. And everyone runs back into the station. The one agent shoots it a bunch of time. And the scientist goes, see, normal weapons will have no effect. They get in and the agent finally comes clean and tells them that it's Jack Frost back. And we completely glossed over how like PTSD the sheriff is. Just that Jack Frost yelled at him, I'll get you. Some way, somehow, I'll get you. I'll find a way. He's hearing the voice during breakfast, where to the point where his wife is like, "Are you hearing the voices again, honey?" Like, <laughs> dude. And when they're doing those scenes, like with his voice, it sounds like Chucky so much. <laughs> like reminds me, they had a bride Chucky. I'll come back. I always come back. <laughs> but Diane's a bitch. <laughs> they're hiding in, and the. Snow starts pouring in, and Jack appears. Sam uses a hairdryer, but gets unplugged. Then they all rolled into what's it called, like, the holding cell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lockup, where you'd go before yeah, yeah. prison. K- County lockup. And they're setting, their plan is to set up all the aerosols they have. Luckily, they yeah. have those right in the lockup part of the building. So they're setting <laughs> all these air fresheners and bug sprays off at once. And they're coughing like they're in chemical warfare. They get back to the window like, the keys! And they're still in the door. And they play this up like he's walking through poison. It's like yeah. him just running real quick with a shirt over his nose. But he slowly makes it back and there's water at the bottom of the door. So he's like trying not to step in the water to get the keys. But he gets the keys, he drops them in the water, then he has to get them out of the water. It's very tense and dramatic. Well, that's throughout this entire movie of, don't touch the water. If the, you touch the water, it kills you. To the next moment, they're drenched in the jack water. Dude, were they... Were, so their plan was, set the aerosols, blow the room up, go out the window, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it's not till he forgot the keys that he went back... Did they forget about Paul and were going to blow him up yeah. if they had the keys? Because he's still in the jail cell where he's like, help me. He's like, oh, yeah. And then he's he, the sheriff's not even sure what key unlocks the jail. But they get out all one at a time. Jack's coming, though. They shoot back and they blow him up. End of movie, right? Right. Well, I think Jack already came in the last scene. <laughs> and that's... And that's Jack Frost. Gets into the count of the dead, right? <laughs> nope. Because he starts reforming oh. in the fire. I guess fire doesn't even affect him. And he reforms all weird. Look, Ma, I'm a Picasso. Yeah, which that part actually did make me chuckle a little bit. That was one of the good one-liners. And everyone's hiding in the town hall. Except for the secretary, Marla, and the deputy. And they're locked out. They're like, your place or mine? And they run. This blows my mind not for any special reason but they don't like show back up with like the saves the day moment they're not killed off screen and then we find out like what is the point of having them locked up was that the end of their free time that they could be in this movie (laughs) it must like i mean let's be honest this secretary was the janine mountain you order off wish.com 100 percent like, she's trying to be the sassy secretary, and, like, she has a couple of good ones, like, when she calls him bad manners. I'm like, oh, ha, ha. There for a second, for, like, a split second, I was like, is that Adrian Barbeau? That was like, that's not Adrian Barbeau. No. Again, all of horror royalty knew. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're not getting involved. They got all the doppelgangers. 
Like, bring in the stunt doubles! Yeah, exactly. Inside, we get our big exposition dump, and the scientist explains the plot to Sam, which we already know, and they're going to use the furnace. They're like, the fire didn't work, what about the furnace? Well, the, what is it, like, the continuous heater, that could do it! Also, the, the entire time the scientist is doing that thing of, we can't kill him, I need him for my research, we must capture him! It's like, it's that dumb thing that so many of these movies do of there's the person in the background. It's like, um, fuck, is it, a uh, what, Cronenberg and Jason X? Where it's like, we can't freeze him, we yeah. want to stop We need him, him soft. I was thinking, like, Halloween 2018, he's property of the state, do not harm him. Yeah, exactly. But... They, they're like, well, let's lure him in. We don't have to. He'll come to us because a giant snowball rolls through the door, but they're all armed and ready this time with extension cords with their hair dryers. Why does this church have so many hair dryers? I don't want to know the answer to that question. The giant snowball comes through the uh, thing, and then they're all standing there like bowling pins, and they're like, oh, you ready for your whatever split? And he's like, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> they force them to the furnace with their hair dryers. They're upstairs, uh, just doing the hair dryers at them. All of a sudden, they're in the basement where the furnace is. We didn't see them go downstairs. We didn't see any of that. All of a sudden, they're in the basement. Do you realize how expensive it would have been to show the snowman going downstairs, Brett? <laughs> we spent 90% of this movie's budget on hair dryers. <laughs> Do you want wonky CGI Jack Frost from the other movie? Because that's how you get wonky CGI Jack Frost from the other movie. (laughs) Yes. But the furnace melts him. Yay, the day is saved again. But no, the scientist is down there with the priests and everything. But the condensation starts reforming. And no, you just melted him again. That's not going to do it. Yeah, they like look at the window and it's like the sex scene from the room. The first one where it's just a garden hose. It's like onto a window there's so much water coming off of it it's like yeah condensation's a thing this is like there's a leak somewhere yep he reforms he bites manners this is the first time we see the icicle teeth jack frost which i do think is a really cool design yeah which is the entire poster (laughs) just him with the shark teeth and the teeth we get in this version it's so bad he bites them, and then you get bloody icicles, and then, um, he, we don't see what happens to the scientist, but, like, it cuts away. Then the scientist walks out like Edgar from Men in Black, like, walking out with Jack Frost in his body. That's another movie that ripped off this one. The scientist has a great little, like, exchange with Jack of, like, no, 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 I can help you. Like, you have to tell me, what is it like to, like get to the point of death where every man dreams of knowing what happens. What's it feel like? It's cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also upstairs, everyone's celebrating because they think they did it. I just want to point this out. I got to get full credit to Anna. She pointed out to me, the cop like fastest high dry- hair dryer in the West and blows on it. He's outside and holding a different colored hair dryer. Oh, that's wonderful. I just wanted to point it out. Give full credit uh, where it's due. No points to Anna. I got Good job, I Anna. Get points before Anna got some points. Yeah, she yells at Brett. If she doesn't get her points, but he like pours out of the scientists outside. They re- yeah. like he pukes them out. <laughs> He's so badly trying to like walk with him, but it's like he has no idea what to do, and everyone's staring at him. So finally, he's like, "Fuck it!" 
and does that horrible fake puke thing that movies do where the actor turns to the side where the hose is coming out the other side of them and they're just like open their mouth like oh and it looks well, what do you want, what do you want this poor man to do puke up gallons i don't well, think he'd be able to physically do that you can do a thing and i've seen movies do it where you fit as much in your mouth as you can and you throw that up you cut away to reaction shots and you still hear the puking then you cut back they refilled their mouth they puke more we didn't Bear. have that in the budget brett <laughs> They already ate all the food at catering. It looks like shaving cream he's throwing up. Yes. But him and Sam and his son are hiding in the car. Jack starts pouring in through the vents and everything. And forms in the back. And he somehow gets the oats the son made with the, we've determined, chew spit on him now. Smashed into his face. And he starts melting. He's like, I'd like it's all gory now. I don't know how it's gory. Like how he has blood and everything underneath himself. But he does. Yeah, well, that lets you know this is, like, an actual thing that hurts the snowman. It doesn't just melt away. It's all bloody, and you see its brain and stuff. The the dad's like, what did you put in those oats? He goes, well, you said it was cold, so I put antifree- antifreeze in it. Jesus Christ, this kid! And at no point with the dad like, hey, we're gonna have to have a serious conversation about no. this when we get home. He's overjoyed by it. So in the kid's mind, it's like, okay, put antifreeze in everything. Remember to have a talk with this kid. (laughs) Do you guys remember when we were kids, like, they had the, like, public safety thing, Mr. Yuck stickers you put on everything poison? Yeah. Yeah. Was this before that? No, this wasn't before that, because we were, this was around that time. That was was before this. Yeah. I love the Mr. Yuck stickers. We had Mr. Yuck stickers when when I was in, like, preschool. Yeah. You know, the wheel had just been invented. It's not fun when you make the old jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Takes the joy out of it from us. No, it's just sad. (laughs) Yeah, now (laughs) we just feel bad about all of it. Like, oh, Andrew Corey's gonna die. (laughs) Look at him go. (laughs) But he tells Paul, go get all the antifreeze from your store. Meet me back here. I don't know. And in five we'll minutes. Take yeah, five Ex- minutes. Five minutes. Exactly five minutes. Okay, now that's all he told the general store person. The general Correct. store person takes this as, I'm going to take all the antifreeze, line a tarp in the bed of my truck, <laughs> dump it in there like a pool, back up to that window, right there just for some reason, and that's our plan. At no point was that the plan. Well... You see, it only took him three minutes to get all the antifreeze, so he had two minutes to kill, so he thought he'd go a little extra with it. Yeah. Jack chases Sam through the building. I don't know what's going on in this building, why it's so weird up here, and, like, there's strange noises coming from behind all the doors. I don't know (laughs) what's going on here. Oh, that's where the townspeople were all sleeping. They said they were going to hunker down together. But he chases him up the hallway, and... He corners them to the window, but he grabs them, and they both jump out the window and into the truck, perfectly placed of antifreeze Toxic Avenger style. Yeah, well, this is also where, like, Jack is stabbing the uh, sheriff. With oh, the... yeah, I completely forgot. He's very slowly icicle stabbing him. You're like, oh, there's some skin there. I felt a poke. You know, all, all of his, look, all of his dialogue can be summed up into one of two things. I'm a killer, or, ah, I'm a snowman. That's all of his lines. It's killer or uh, cold puns. Yes. 
But yeah, he tackles him out the out of the window, like you said, Toxic Avenger style, into the antifreeze in the bed of the truck, and then he's fighting him. And if there for a minute, uh, Jack Frost almost turns into like something that looks like the Blob, and it's trying to like drown the sheriff and stuff. And uh, a piece of his arm fell off outside the truck because we see a quick glimpse of that, and it cuts away. And then the sheriff's all all of Jack Frost is gone. The day is saved. The son picks up the arm. It's like, what about this part, Daddy? And it wraps around his arm. Now they grab the kid, throw him in the antifreeze. <laughs> which I know you're jumping in the antifreeze to kill the snowman. Snowman. You do not have to just, like, soak in there like it's a bath. Maybe jump out of there pretty quick, because it's probably not, not a good idea that you're soaking in this chemical. Well, let's not forget, antifreeze is highly toxic. Yeah, exactly. Like, the amount that I'm sure went into the sheriff's mouth as he's, like, screaming while wrestling the the snowman, that's enough to kill you. Yeah, get oh, out sure. of it. And then they're baptizing his kid in it. Yeah, people use antifreeze to poison people because it tastes sweet so they can hide it in sugary drinks. And then after the snowman is dead and everyone's happy, they're just still sitting in the antifreeze, hugging and smiling and like, everything's okay. And the son's like, I love antifreeze. And he's like splashing <laughs> in it. And then they bottle the antifreeze in separate containers and they bury it that way. So, which is real smart. Like, it's like cut him apart piece by piece, I guess, and bury it so he can't do anything but you see it bubbling in there and that's right when all the backup arrives but it's too late anyway like, uh, here comes the fbi and that my friends is jack frost the mutant killer snowman yeah holy shit goddamn christmas this is the kind of movies christmas gives you remember how much thro how much fun throbtober was and we got like neither the demons <laughs> and halloween three now it's like oh it's christmas time we get like Jack Frost. It's a poor, perfect analogy between the two holidays. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a great time with this. <laughs> I'm not going to say great time, but I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I know what Greg feels like when I pick my movies now. Oh, December was my I'm getting Brett back month. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> here, I'll throw this up. Next, the episode coming on Friday was Corey's pick for the month. Mine was See No Evil and Jack Frost. Yeah. I'm like, I'm punishing Brett for all the movies I've had to watch. So I'm sitting there picking my movies for the month, being like, well, I gotta be good, because Greg took the bad picks, so now I gotta pick popular movies. <laughs> Alright. Uh, you guys want to get into our Holly Jolly Count of the Dead? Ho, ho, ho. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, what's wrong with Horror Count of the Dead's where tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you two think we got with Jack Frost? Two questions. I will answer them. Old Man Harper. We never saw him alive. Does he count? He's being treated as a murder victim. I counted him as one of Jack's victims. So okay. Count it. Also, the truck driver driving the chemical truck. We never actually saw him after the accident. But they do say there's only one witness to the accident. So that's okay. why I counted him. Him and the others as dead. Okay, then I'm good to go. 12. I will say 13. Well, 13 is bad luck because it was 12. Damn it. <laughs> when are you going to learn to not doubt me? Well, I do was it Jeopardy rules or whatever it is, where I go one. Price is, price price is, is right. right. I don't know game shows, but one uh, below or above you. You were obviously never sick as a child. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's what you watch when you have a sick day. It's Price is Right. I would watch the Police Academy movies a lot of times when I was sick. And that's why you never got better. (laughs) Police Academy's great. So is Bob Barker. I'm not saying it's not great, but you can't do ginger ale, chicken soup, saltines, and Police Academy and get better. No, it has to be The Price is Right. Otherwise, the formula doesn't work. Well, it's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And we're going to my ratings from Dimension Z. Thunder. <laughs> I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to say things you do with carrots. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? So a number one version of a thing you'll do with a carrot, the worst kind of thing you'll do with, with a carrot, is kill someone with it in the way they did in this movie. Okay, that is a bad thing you would do with a carrot. I agree. You saved yourself. I thought this was going to go bad. You saved yourself with putting that as your number one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the best kind of carrot is you chop it up and you put it in like a crock pot or something with a nice like roast with some uh potatoes in there and you let it slow cook all day. At the end of the day, you have a nice meal. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Hey. I, um, you know what? I take back. I take back my what the fuck. <laughs> See, I always have a plan. No, you don't. <laughs> no, not always. What um, did you pick for Terrifier Two? Poop. No. Yeah, <laughs> art, always a plan. art loves poop. That did make sense, though. Thank you. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna give him that, that one. That makes sense. So, so does this. No, I you guess. <laughs> but I'm gonna give Jack Frost. Three carrots out of ten. It's all right. I've seen it before. It's worth a good time every few years, I would say. I'm gonna go four and a half. Like I didn't hate it. I'll I'll watch it again eventually. But like it's it's definitely not my favorite holiday horror. But you know it's it's not a bad time. Yeah. I went four carrot things you would do with a carrot out of ten. Uh, pretty much what you guys said. I'm right in the middle. I think this movie would be really fun if we were all hanging out to put on, yeah. like around this time of year. Like, other than that, this is not a great watch by yourself movie. No, it's a group movie. <laughs> yeah, like it's better with company. This one because this is a have some beers, sit around the TV and and do a commentary track for it. If you guys are in town visiting loved ones in the holiday season, the night before everything starts going on, you're hanging out with friends, put Jack Frost on. It'll be a fun time. Or do you yeah. really do you hate your family and you want to ruin Christmas? Say, <laughs> I'll pick the movie. I want to do Jack Frost from the 90s. And everyone will think about that dead dad Michael Keaton movie. And you'll put this on. Everyone will leave the house. And then you're no longer invited to grandma's for Christmas anymore. <laughs> but you already got your presents, so who cares? Right there's next so, year. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about next year? Ah, fuck it. Grandma's probably dead by then anyway. Bro, <laughs> I don't like Christmas. Like, like you you all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay over there? It's fucking December. That's why I'm like this. <laughs> hey, some people were born in December. Okay, but unless you guys have anything else on this movie. No, I think that's all I can say on Jack Frost. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, we hope that Jack Frost has left your brain throbbing with horror. Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? 
Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.